0: The man who died, who gave that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Cause there ain't no
1: doubt, I love this land. God bless the USA. God bless the USA. Uh, George Webb went to Ukraine uh, he was over there about a year ago. Uh, actually, we kind of lost track of George. Uh, he's called the uh, citizen journalist, and I'm going to do a little bit of a lead-in before he gets on. But uh, he was a, excuse me, he was a software engineer, uh, turned civil, a citizen journalist, and uh, he decided to cover the corruption of the DNC he, he exposed we did a program I am going to say six years ago called Blackberries Matter it was one of the most popular programs I've ever had and uh, George was talking about all the blackberries that uh, Hillary Clinton and the Obamas and how they had literally loaded the administration with all these private blackberries that they could communicate outside of any federal system so that they couldn't be tracked and controlled. And, uh, you know, these people, this was before Trump was president, so it had to be at least six or seven years, seven years ago, I think. Um, anyway, uh, George has been doing this sort of stuff now for uh, a long time. He's written a number of books. He wrote a book uh, uh, recently called The Citizen Journalist, and we're going to be talking about that. Uh, It's called Citizen Journal. And um, he uh, went over to Ukraine, and I talked to him when he was on the train in Poland on the way to Ukraine so that he could see for himself what was going on in Ukraine. Uh, He could check into the bio labs, he could check into all the things that were being talked about that uh, he wanted to see for himself. So, okay, it looks like he's uh, looks like he's ready to get back on. I'm hoping that this will work out. Uh, Anyway, uh, George uh, has a group called the Citizens Journalists and Neighborhood News Studio. And uh, uh, Neighborhood News Studio creates a whole bunch of different online videos with people all over the country, people like you, Michael, people like me, who are willing to go on and do independent news sourcing and studies and uh, they go online and uh it's neighborhood news studio that's the name of the group so um anyway uh, hopefully george will be connected here any second now i don't i tell you what it is so (laughs) uh So there we go, there's George, uh, waiting for you, buddy. Uh, Good to see you, my friend. You'll need to make sure you're not muted. Uh, I can't wait to hear about what you discovered in your uh, time over in Ukraine, because uh, we kind of talked about it privately last night. I did already your introduction uh, George, and, uh, kind of talked about what you do with the citizen journalism and how you've been promoting a group called Neighborhood News Studio, where uh, independent people can go on and provide news stories uh, and uh, kind of creating a whole different uh, news network that's outside of the lame stream. So, uh, George, I'll, I'll just put it this way. Welcome to the program.
2: Thanks, Dan. I apologize. Um, I don't know if this. I'm not saying the CIA got into my email, but somehow you got in the spam filter for the show invite. So I apologize. I corrected that right away. I apologize. But uh, yeah, um, last time we talked, I was on the border of Ukraine and uh, thinking about going in and um, or going around to Crimea. And I was trying to get a press pass. Right. And uh, they said, I was told by, um, uh, I can't remember George's last name right off the top, but he was a uh, journalist inside of Ukraine. can't believe I'm forgetting his name. It was only a year ago. But uh, he said, you're going to be arrested if you go in without a press pass. Mm -hmm. But I still thought I might go in uh, because there was this journalist or this guy who was a blogger named uh, Gonzo Lira, Gonzalo Lira. Uh, and um, there was some talk of the fact that he may have been uh, arrested by the Kraken, the uh, the Azov police run by this guy named Kolomoisky. Uh, but then uh, there was uh, an ex-weapons, uh, Iraqi weapons uh, guy named Scott Ritter, uh, who, who said he's he was killed. He was tortured to death and killed. And that turned out not to be true. But that's the only reason I didn't go in. Mm -hmm. I thought about getting a, well, I did go down the Danube and I was trying to get over to Crimea to go into the Russian part to find out if that was true or not. Uh, And then I uh, unfortunately broke my foot in Belgrade uh, as I was Mm -hmm. getting back from, uh, I went through all the uh, stories there. So anyway, um, that's what happens when you're on the move. But the bottom line is the story updates to yesterday where he says he was indeed the same gonzalo lira uh tortured in ukraine and he's trying to escape to hungary uh and i had done a show with him while he was in ukraine um with a guy named uh, zero dark tony zdt so and zero dark tony is covering that story so it's funny how you called and we set up the show and then this story just happened all at once and there was some kind of sponginess around the facts before so i'm a little bit hesitant now to jump in on that story but that's that's kind of where we are today
1: well uh, god doesn't make mistakes we know that so there's a reason for everything and uh the fact I, i i don't believe in uh i don't believe in uh uh you know things happening by accident it's nothing is coincidental it's always for a very good reason so uh let's talk about you you did want to mention because you did a quite a bit of research into all of the uh industrial military industrial complex machinations that are going into the uh importation of weapons into Ukraine uh you do have, quite a bit of information on Zelensky. You've got some things that are really, really valid. I don't want to have you uh, misstate anything that you don't feel comfortable with, but there's so much information that you have that I do know you are comfortable with. So let's just uh, uh, grab grab the reins and uh, take it from there.
2: Yeah, well, uh, this all goes back to our show we did on the Biden blackberries, um, and uh, I had uh, got this blackberry dropped into my lap that was supposedly used by one of the Biden family members from the DNC. And it was a kickback scheme uh, for every, uh, basically every dollar sent to Ukraine, there was a kickback to the uh, DNC uh, for various projects. Uh, one of them was bioagents, a company called Metabiota, a couple of other companies, Black and Veatch. For all over the world to sponsor research all over the world and uh adam schiff was running this and it was called humpty dumpty for overthrowing countries using these bioagents so you remember this whole thing and everyone said conspiracy theory it's not really a senate blackberry all this stuff well then bob yalinski came out at the uh debates in 2020 said here are the blackberries here's the joe biden nobody believed him he went on tucker carlson then more people believed him then we had three different laptops uh, or now six different laptops that were lost by Hunter. Each one of them said, sent from my Blackberry, sent from my Blackberry, sent from my Blackberry, sent from my Blackberry. <laughs> now we've had uh, Devin Archer from High Harvest, a company that they had with Hunter Biden, with uh, John Kerry's uh, political bundler, right. uh, and then the Heinz kid. The so, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, son yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the Heinz kid all together as the dnc kind of laundromat uh for putting things through the political contribution arms in order to launder the money back uh now we got uh, Devin archer saying yesterday we held the phone up to joe biden uh 20 times for 20 different conversations with the highest level people in china uh, we had talked about how this uh, company was one of the largest oil producers in china one of the largest uranium producers in China. Uh, we said it was the silent partner was Rothschild Energy, which was building the Belt and Road. Uh, so all those things turned out to be true. Uh, but again, the mainstream, or as you say, the lamestream press wants to wall all this off and just say, this is Hunter's scheme. This mm-hmm. is just Hunter Biden. He's painting pictures sometimes, and then other times he's running international weapons laundering
1: except it's a misdemeanor it's it's not a felony it's a misdemeanor so he shouldn't get any more than a slap on the hand
2: <laughs> right yeah but all this was uh, i wrote a lot of books about all this stuff and uh, the biden brotherhood and all these things years ago and and so it's finally kind of coming home to roost but it's interesting how they always take the last slice of bread of a full loaf story and then they try to make that into a gourmet meal but in actual fact this is a played out over a long period of time. Uh but it it is nice vindication. Oh, excuse me. It is nice vindication uh for some of the reporting I've done and there's a lot more to go. So let's talk about it here.
1: Well that's that's why you're here. I you know that's one thing about it. I never have a dull moment when you're on screen. Never <laughs> a dull moment. Uh we talked about the Blackberries. I I you know I I went back to that. That was one of our most popular shows ever. Uh, and and at the time we were talking, that was even pre-Biden. We were talking Hillary uh, and Biden. It was uh, it was all tied together with the DNC and uh, uh, you know Hillary and her uh, sidekick. The uh, I'm trying to think for name. The
2: Oh, human Aberdeen?
1: Yeah, uh, Abadie, um were definitely involved in the whole BlackBerry mess as well. Now we've got, and I've got a, a friend who is uh, intimately involved in uh, the expose. I don't know if you know who Nate Kane is, but he's sure. running for a Senate uh, in, in West Virginia, and, um, or Congress, I should say, not Senate, but Congress in West Virginia. But uh, he was one of the ones who exposed the connections between Hillary Clinton and Uranium One. We just did a program on Uranium One because that was the Malheur uh, Wildlife Center project, and that happened when they were trying to take away the Hamiltons or the Hammons. I'm sorry, the Hammons Ranch in um, in Nevada, so that they are or in Oregon, so that they could put it in uh, in the Malheur, so that that could be part of Uranium One. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. These people, the the dots always connect. So connect some dots, some more dots for us, George, because you're right in there.
2: Well, I know Nate really well. And uh, uh, Nate was involved uh, as a courier uh, with the FBI, and he was involved as a courier uh, with uh, the uh, intelligence agencies, let's just say that. And Nate knows me real well, and I know Nate real well. And a lot of times there are people who have to – they're put in roles where they don't have a choice, and then they later become whistleblowers. So I'm giving their leeway there. But what happened with the uranium was, again, Hunter Biden wanted to go – you can use this enriched uranium to power small modular uh, reactors that will help you move Earth, that will help you give power supply and uh, heat – to remote mining camps. And along this bow, uh, Belt and Road, which is uh, through all these very remote areas in, in China, Afghanistan, Kazakhstan, Tajikistan, very remote areas, the only way that you can actually get them power is these remote uh, uranium. So Biden, Hunter Biden was sent on uh, behalf of the agent of Rothschild Energy, which is Warren Buffett, uh, to go to Kazakhstan and get the uranium. And this is the real story of Uranium One, the uranium was supposed to go from Russia, if you remember. 20,000 uh, missiles were going to be decommissioned, and then they were going it was going to go through all the different uh, checkerboard pattern of decommissioning in Russia. And then it was going to be sent to Piketon, Ohio, where it was going to be mothballed uh, and turned into fuel rods. So the name of the program was megatons for the missiles to megawatts. And then the fuel rods were supposed to go to American fuel plants, which never happened. Uh, most of the uranium stopped in Kazakhstan. And most of that same uranium is end up powering these uh, remote uh, work plants along the Belt Road Highway. That's what really happened. And that's why the DNC did the blackberries. And we said that a long time ago, that's seven years ago now. Uh, but now a lot of this stuff is is leaking out and and becoming true. now. Nate only goes so far in his story, uh, Mm -hmm. and I kind of go the rest of the way. Good. uh, That's why you're on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he's under top-secret clearance, and he was a courier, and he goes to jail if he says some of these things. But I know for a fact, seven years ago, I was talking to the people in Piketon where the uranium was supposed to be coming in, and they were saying the tanks were empty. Empty. The only thing the tanks had that should have been full were uh, plutonium fouling because the Russians in their hurry and their weapons program in the 50s and 60s didn't separate the plutonium from the uranium. It was it was fouled with uh, this. They used the breeder reactor to do it really quickly, and they didn't they didn't separate the plutonium from the uranium. So when they took the uranium out of it, they, the, the tanks were still plutonium fouled in their job in Piketon, Ohio on the Ohio River was to clean it out and all these people were coming down with cancer they i did this story in 2017 they closed down the middle school in 2018 everyone said i made up the story well they closed the middle school down in 2018 from and i interviewed a lot of the families a lot of them are dying or have died so there's a lot of verification uh to the story but it was just a matter of the dnc saw a chance to get kickbacks on an international transaction through the state department they set, decided to keep the uranium there for their purposes and their kickbacks rather than bringing it back to where it should be in Ohio. That's the bottom line.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you can fill in the uh, the parts that uh, Nate couldn't talk about because he did tell me there were some things he just could not say because of security clearance and the fact that that put him in jail. So, Yes,
2: that's the truth. And the big people don't realize how big Kazakhstan was It was a part of the Soviet Union. That's where they did all their testing of their missiles. Uh, that's where the U two incident happened. Or on the way there was that was the flight path because they had so much of their bio and chem uh, effort in the war there. So it's still a very potent area of military uh, formidability, and that's where they kept. That's where their cosmodrome was there, Cape Canaveral. Uh, for the launching of these rockets, and that's where the storage facility was for the uranium so that they could couple the payload with the platform uh, for the nuclear missiles. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's sort of like our um, NORAD, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that was the Russians' NORAD. So uh, that's why the uranium was there, and that's why Hunter Biden
1: was there with the Blackberries. That's amazing. Now, let's talk about uh, Hunter Biden because you've got a lot of information on him. And then I'd like to go into, uh, you you were talking about uh, discoveries of what was going on with the military industrial complex and why they're so, let's say, vociferously promoting war with Russia and supporting Ukraine that's a a big deal because you you know when when you want to see why people want to go to war or why people want to do things all you got to do is follow the money and that's exactly what you've been doing as a citizen journalist go ahead i'm going to give you kind of an opening to get that going
2: well i think the the simple easy answer is if you're in control of the purse strings uh, the DNC tends to think, well, if I dole out a dollar, I should be getting 75 cents back. You know, I mean, uh, somebody's got to pay me for my effort. So every $100 goes out, I should be getting 75 back so that I can do machinations inside the United States. And that's the agreement that Adam Schiff has with Kol- the, the guy who really runs Ukraine, a guy named Kolomoisky. Now, Kolomoisky is business partners with Zelensky's father, Okay. Zelensky's father so the son is is a puppet and everyone calls him a puppet in the elections when he was getting elected in 2018 he was called a puppet by the opposition Kolomoisky's puppet so we send the money to Kolomoisky it goes through Zelensky's hands for about an hour and then it goes and does a lot of missiles because they want to test out their missiles and I'm not saying that there aren't a lot of missiles being fired Uh, to make a bunch of people who are doing titanium uh, casings for missiles, rich in the United States. But then most of that money is going back uh, through. This is why it has to be covert. This is why you need the Blackberries, because it's going back through the DNC, and the DNC is, is sending these weapons all over. DNC is sort of a cutout for the CIA. So is the Clinton Foundation. And they're basically projecting their power and flipping countries all over the place so it it ukraine shouldn't be thought of as a war ukraine should be thought of as a funnel to where like a disbursement house a paymaster's house at the end of the week when the when the workers are ready to go at the end of the day it's like, okay you get this much for venezuela okay you get this much that's what ukraine really is
1: boy that's a scary thought and i know you're right i know you're absolutely correct so <clears throat> You went over there because you had some concerns about what was going on in Ukraine. We talked about the weapons labs. There's absolute proof positive that, uh, as a matter of fact, Paul Craig Roberts came on my program seven or eight years ago to talk about how we were going to end up in World War III if the CIA and DARPA didn't quit funding all these weapons labs that were being set up in Ukraine that were crea- uh, were collecting DNA-specific DNA on uh, the Russian people because they wanted uh, DNA-specific weapons that went uh, against the Russian people. He came on years and years ago to talk about that. I don't want to say there's a good guy and a bad guy in this, because frankly, I'm not that crazy about Putin either, but I can certainly understand why Putin felt obligated to go into Ukraine and try to expose these weapon labs. Do you have anything you want to add to that? Well,
2: I think you're right. I mean, we knew that in 2005 in Odessa, uh, basically the labs that had been with saddam hussein and so forth when they knocked out baghdad they had been moved uh temporarily i believe to turkey but then for their final home was odessa and obama was there with uh, the u.s state department to open the lab that was going to be our bsl lab concentration for sort of staging the next round which is pushing back russia you know pushing back the borders of russia and a key part of that was to take to first of all ensure the gains of the fall of Russia with the satellite nations going in our direction, uh, which, you know, there's tanks coming your way. You can't really use nuclear weapons or anything because you're going to blow up your guys as well as the other the other guys. So BIO became the number one simulation for stopping the Russian tank invasion. But they decided to take it different, uh, to go on the offensive with this. Victoria Newland and these very pro- Project for a New American Century type said, no, let's go ahead and push the bio labs to the border. Let's go ahead. And that's sort of like you know moving your troops from the army bases to the border of Mexico. And we're all lining up on the border of Mexico. It's obviously going to make the Mexicans very nervous or the Canadians very nervous. And I think when you add in the bio and then you add in missiles that could reach Moscow in a kind of a preemptive attack, That's where it got to be like the Cuban Missile Crisis for Kennedy. You're getting too close with the missiles too close to our populated areas. You're only 90 miles away. You're 30 seconds by missile. We got to kind of do something here. And if you look at the invasion, I'm not justifying it either, Dan. I'm not justifying the invasion, but I'm just saying, if you look at it, it wasn't a let's march on Kiev type war. It was a limited war to control those russian-speaking areas so that those couldn't be used as launch vectors for hitting the soviet union and you know for my money i think he's been rather restrained in not going after odessa because we know that's where the bio labs are mm-hmm. so uh, that's my perspective on the war i think the war is mainly turned into a missile war it's so hard to know what's happening with drones and the and the bio agents uh because that's all colorless, odorless, tasteless kind of warfare. Uh, but we do see the missiles going back and forth. And I do think that there's going to be an end uh, here pretty quickly because the the Democrats don't want that ball and chain going into the 2024 elections, I don't think.
1: Well, I don't think we're going to have an honest election under any circumstance. Um, and frankly, I, I'm, I would be surprised if... Uh, if, if we don't see something really, really obvious coming out of this. But one of the things that happened under George uh, Herbert Walker Bush is when the, the Soviet Union fell and the so-called Iron Curtain came down, one of the agreements that they made, and there's very, very specific evidence that it actually happened, was that they wouldn't push uh, NATO up to the russian borders that they would stay out of the former soviet uh satellite countries and the first thing they did under bill clinton was the exact opposite
2: yeah those were made uh after uh nunn luger uh if they let us look at their bioweapons and let us look at their nuclear that we wouldn't And we could assure the safety of the region that they wouldn't move in. Of course, all the Baltics went—you know, Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia—went very quickly. Poland went quickly uh, with missiles for forward operating bases with missiles. Uh, They want now Belarus. You know, they want to swing that. That's leans uh, toward Putin, Uh, but they—they obviously want Ukraine. These Victoria Newland types. Project New American Century, Dick Cheney, you know, the genie energy types, Victor Rothschild, uh, all these folks, uh, G- uh, Jim Woolsey, they want Ukraine in NATO, uh, which would be like, uh, you know, Florida being, you know, uh, the exactly 17th communist state, you know. Exactly.
1: Like- it, 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 Ukraine has never been officially uh, annexed from Russia. It's still part of the Russian Federation because they had all these bills that needed to be paid. Ukraine did. And rather than accept uh, culpability for payment of those bills, they said, no, let's stay in the Russian Federation. Let's let uh, the Russians pay our bills for us.
2: Well, this Cole character, I've written a lot of books about him is the key person he owns half of cleveland by the way the tall buildings in cleveland he did rent out to the fbi for a while so you can see why the fbi is not uh going after him they finally the state department sanctioned him after i write i wrote books about him for three years but uh, you're right dan this this whole idea of upsetting the balance because we have military superiority does as your previous guest said risk world war three because anytime when you start pushing somebody into a corner who has less uh, capability than you, that's when they fight dirty, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when we could trigger a war, especially if somebody's backed into a corner. If you think you're moving on Moscow, then then that's, that's my back's up against the wall in Moscow, right, if you're Putin. Now, a lot of people think the drive will be toward the old Rockefeller interests in the Baku, in the Baku oil fields. Uh, which were originally promised by the czar to Rockefeller. So they're hoping maybe they'll carve off a piece here. So we'll see what's the final end game. But I, I think this is a very, like you say, Dan, a very dangerous game to play with a bio World War III. And DARPA is right in the middle of it all. Yeah. Right in the middle of it all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. DARPA is the key. Now, um, <laughs> I see Putin as possibly being uh, the only adult in the room on some of this stuff when it comes to Ukraine because Putin is with all his flaws he's he's a Russia first guy he believes in nationalism. He uh, apparently according to uh, a very good friend of mine uh, who is knows uh, Putin or knows all about the Russian people, Uh, He's the first one that's been promoting the uh, Russian Orthodox Christian Church in a hundred years, over a hundred years. So there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle, but um, look what they did to Donald Trump. Look what they did to Balasaro now in Brazil. And now they're trying to do the same thing with Putin. Isn't this about... Anybody who uh protests globalism and the new world order kind of now the new enemy of humanity, according to the uh lunatic liberals that uh want us in a one world government,
2: I, I exactly I uh, couldn't you know, mega ditto on that, and <laughs> and I think you know, you mentioned it later uh, after the original agreements. With the fall of the Soviet Union there was the Minsk agreements as well that ratified all these things in the, after 2000 so uh, 2005 2006 ish and I think they had another Minsk after the Ukraine uh, fell in 2014 with the CIA overthrow because they were thinking hey I hope right. you didn't overthrow Ukraine so that it wouldn't just become an independent state so that it would become a NATO state so there was a lot of fear that hey the CIA engineered this overthrow in 2014 which Hunter Biden and the Blackberries are, you know, are going to be a part of as well. That now you want to flip it totally the other way, sort of like taking a red state and making it neutral of purple, and then no, let's go make it all the way blue. Mm-hmm. So I think that is that flies such in the face of the Minsk agreements, and I think the resolution to it is to get the like you say the adults back in the room. I hate to say Kissinger, but it's going to be Kissinger. Kissinger's going to go to China. China's going to be the intermediaries. She's going to be the big hero through Kissinger. And they're all going to sit down. Tony Blinken probably will be the State Department representative. And they will say, okay, there'll be some autonomy for the Russian-speaking part of the Donbass. And then everyone else will have their thing. And we'll go back to where we were when we started with the war. The only mm-hmm. difference is a whole bunch of dead people in the area that has all the titanium <laughs> mm-hmm. and all the mining interests and that's all they wanted anyway. Plus they want the reconstruction money. The the 750 billion that's going to come in for reconstruction. So that's really the end game is you have a war so that you can get all the you know the the missile money but then all the reconstruction money.
1: Well, let, let's talk about those connections that you made with the uh, titanium. Uh we, we talked briefly about that on the phone. I I really want to hear that story because you connected the dots between the american companies who are creating uh some of the munitions uh in in their quest for titanium
2: yeah well i mean everybody knows uh raytheon and lockheed are the two big missile providers i went to the plant uh the patriot plant and the uh, uh asm uh, plants in louisville as an example i've gone to a lot of missile plants there's uh, they used to have the plant uh, with John McCain and, in uh, Phoenix. Um, but the the key guys behind this are two cohorts of this Kolomoisky again. Uh, the Rails Brothers, one's Mitchell Rails, the other Stephen Rails, spelled R-A-L-E-S. They own a company called HowMet, which is, you know, how do we make billions on metals is what it should be called. HowMet uh, is... Howmet is basically. Uh, be, uh, I, went, I went to their headquarters. I always go right below the CEO's uh, window, and I always point up at the CEO so he knows who I am. You know, I I never try to hide, but right there on the Monongahela River, of the Ohio, and not the Monongahela, the um, uh, Susquehanna, I think it was. No, it's Monongahela in the Ohio. Uh, right there, the Howmet headquarters is where they make and sell uh, all the titanium to the major missile missile manufacturers. Believe it or not, Dan, these two Rails brothers run the National Gallery of Art. They also run the Art in Embassies program for trading art around all of our different embassies. And art has long been known as an international money laundering currency. I mean, it's just like diamonds. You know, it's like, you know, (laughs) I saw a marathon, man, in 1976, you know, (laughs) diamonds and art are used as the international currency of money laundering. So why are the guys that are selling the missiles also dealing in the heart? And and then even crazier, Dan, is they're involved in this private cancer lab in the middle of uh, Pennsylvania uh, that seems to be working on all the things you're talking about. Genetic targeting and cancering and uh, cancer vaccines and John Brennan's involved and Wesley Clark and NATO's involved. The Atlantic Council, all the people, the last people you want to be involved in cancer vaccines are there in this thing with the Rails brothers. So uh on my Substack you can read more. It's a lot of volume here, but wow. but it's geor- George if you want to learn more.
1: Well, I mean <laughs> that, that that's <laughs> the part about having you on as a guest is you crack so many new uh you know reviews so many new subjects you cover a lot the rails brothers see i i well i knew that that uh titanium thing you the, you were right that that was part of what was going on in ukraine but uh that that's where they're they're trying to actually gain control of uh, a huge titanium mining sector isn't that yeah. correct in
2: the Donbass, and the, and the logic of it is, well, we don't want the Russians to get a hold of it. Well, the Russians aren't actively going there and trying to steal it. But they're saying, well, we need to have a preemptory strike and a preemptory war so that we get the titanium, so the Rails Brothers can sell it to Lockheed and sell it to uh, uh, Raytheon, so that we can fire missiles at the Russians. So it, it, it's a very aggressive war stance. And I think, the American people are so tired of these tranches of 20 billion here, 20 billion, 20 billion, 150 now we're at, or whatever it is. They're seeing a, just a bunch of rocks getting blown up and, you know, uh, Ukrainian soldiers on one side, Russian soldiers on the other. And it's going to end up exactly where we started, almost like World War One. The only thing is, there's going to be a couple of guys and a couple of DNC fat cats that get a lot of money. And it's time to kind of like say, enough is enough. Uh, and when you have the top guy, Kolomoisky, and the other thing, Dan, is that the the go betweens and the runarounds for Kolomoisky, Parnas and Fruman, the mainstream media, these are the guys involved in the Trump impeachment, the mainstream media is trying to say they're Trump's friends. They're, they're trying to say Rudy Giuliani's friends when they're the key runners for this Kolomoisky guy. So, it's right. the whole DNC a fake narrative, false narrative, lies, lies, lies uh, uh, story all over again, over and over.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about the Blackberries because when you did that uh, expose, and that's the, about the only thing you could call it, um, it was that they had these Blackberries so they could do all this stuff under the table, below the radar of all the government agencies and stuff. Talk about how extensive this uh, program was because it was huge.
2: Well, uh, I have a couple of brushes personally with the people involved in this. There was a guy named Dmitri Alperovitch, and I was at a company called Network Associates, and we actually bought his company in Moscow. I thought we bought it because we were going to write ant- uh, antivirus software, but in actual fact, we bought another privacy company for m- for encrypting communications called PGP, Pretty Good Privacy. And Dimitri, the the first thing he did is came in and wrote a backdoor for the CIA. The first thing he did. Then the second thing he did was port PGP to the Blackberry, right, so that the remote agents and so forth would have something that looked more like a phone rather than a big laptop that looked like a encryption device for their travels. Those, and that was an InQTel. That's the slush fund for the uh, CIA for their uh, kind of DARPA investments. Qtel investment. That was her first project. Sue Wood, uh, Sue Gordon, that was her first project uh, doing the Blackberries when she was working on the devices side at the CIA. So the Blackberries were given by General David Petraeus when he was the assistant to General Shelton in Kosovo, Camp Bond Steel. Remember the Kosovo and the bombing and all that, of all the. Uh, the churches and the schools and so forth in belgrade that's where i broke my foot on the (laughs) money to get a picture of that at night um but that whole uh incident he had given the blackberries over to the kla generals who are very good friends of joe biden by the way and bo biden bo biden whose real name is joseph biden the fourth assigned a lot of the documents that gave those blackberries to the kla this is an unknown part of it. And ever since then, there's this, been this black bag of blackberries that run around with these guys that are really the old Mujahideen from Osama bin Laden. And that black bag just goes from black bag job to black bag job. Mm-hmm. And you're number one and I'm number two and we don't use each other's names. And I just I know you're number one. So I say, hey, number one, and you send back a thing. Hey, number two. But that's the genesis of these blackberries. They were given out by a NATO organization called OCSE, uh, and I can get in all the background that I've done on it. But for ever since then, it's been the DNC's black bag mm-hmm. on Capitol Hill. It goes all the way through the Iran Ring, them giving out these blackberries to different people in the Congress for, for kickbacks in their um, in their congressional districts. So it it really, this is why I want this Devin Archer. Uh, testimony to start talking about Blackberries because then that has a lot of metadata of who was talking to who and where were the devices actually located. I mean, Hunter Biden's all over the place with these things. He's in Romania doing a deal for a pipeline in Romania. He's in, uh, you know, the French Riviera uh, doing a deal with Bob Yelinsky out there in Monaco, uh, tax haven. You know, he's everywhere with these things. I just want the locations and who he was meeting with and all these places to come forward. And it'll it'll
1: unravel a lot. well, it'll unravel a lot, but something that I find almost inconceivable is how a family that is so I guess what I would say uh, marginally intellectual, <laughs> the Biden family can have so much uh, information and be involved in so many underhanded dealings i don't see that high an iq with hunter biden uh plus he's a he's he's a, a a drug dealer and you know a crack cocaine addict i mean you can't make this stuff up how does all this tie together i mean it it, it it's almost it's kind of like the kennedy assassination it's almost like they're throwing this stuff in your face just to see how much'll stick
2: right well the key guy that is the puppeteer for Hunter Biden is a guy named Kofer Black and he goes back all the way with Osama bin Laden uh Kofor Black C O F E R uh they go he's uh, works with Mitt Romney he works with uh you know uh Kofor Black uh is best friends with John Brennan they were the designers of the war on terror when the fall of the Soviet Union, now we no longer have a boogeyman. So they went to Kofor Black and, and George Bush and Saudi intelligence and said, hey, we've got to create a whole bunch of these schools to re- start radicalizing terrorists, because otherwise we're not going to have a boogeyman so that we can keep getting the money, the budgets. Mm-hmm. So they took a guy who was our ally for 10 years that we'd been given weapons to, Osama bin Laden in Russia, and said, hey, why don't you play the role? Of being the bad guy and that really is the global war on terror 9 11 was that shift and we've been fighting that war ever since um and you, you're right dan it, it these are continual shocks to the american people you know that keep happening and we're reacting uh to their programming and rather than thinking it through from a point of view of hey wait a minute we've seen you do this song and dance before when you want us to throw money at you. <laughs> I'm not interested in your song and dance.
1: Well, you know, that's uh the project for the new American century, because you bring that up. That's uh, that's uh a big deal. Me- people don't realize that the DNC, we just did a program over the weekend. I don't know if you uh saw the announcement, but I call it the unit party uh, because You know, what they do is they take turns playing good cop, bad cop, and we've got a bunch of scum basically at the top of government. And, uh, you know, they're both taking their turns at screwing the American people. Now, I don't think that's an overstatement. The project for the for a new American century is exactly what you're talking about, trying to create a new Pearl Harbor Events so that they could continue to drag people through this uh shithole morass that we've uh that we've created
2: i kind of call them the project for a new mass formation psychosis because you know <laughs> they, they that's all they do that's all they do is sit around and do these uh, games on the tables t- tabletops like the dark winter and then once it's a tabletop game, the next thing is it's going to be a field exercise, limited. And then it's going to be a 30-country massive uh, exercise, and then it's going to happen for real. So when these guys start playing on their tabletops, get ready for it to come your way. And it's the same guys, Jim Woolsey, uh, Brennan, uh, you know, uh, uh, Victor Rothschild's in there from the British intelligence side. Larry Summers on, at the Harvard guy. uh, uh uh, Bill Richardson on the DNC side. It's the same crew over and over and over. You'd think we would kind of learn their tricks after a while. But I think the American people are wising up. Shows like yours, Dan, where you're kind of exposing this stuff, and I'm trying as hard as I can. Uh, that You mentioned citizen journalism earlier. We're, we we actually have somebody who was in Kosovo, a doctor in Kosovo, where we're doing our next meeting at the end of this month on the 19th to the 23rd. So, so it's not like we're guessing. You know, we're getting people more inside than their, you know, prop, prop up uh, mouthpieces. So we're really trying to make a difference. And it shows like yours. And thank you for the opportunity mm-hmm. uh, that really helps us expose that.
1: Well, I mean, when when, uh, when we get into the deep discussion of this, uh, it it is so much more complex than people realize. And. What we've got to understand is that what we see on the lamestream media is anything but truthful. It, it's propaganda. It's watered down. It's mind-putting to uh, make us not think. Uh, and it's, it's basically just crap to distract us long enough to allow them to uh, apply the, punge, uh, the uh, plunger for the uh, enema they're about to give us.
2: Yeah, for the money. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. I did a story about an MQ-9 Reaper, which is the most advanced stealth aircraft drone that we have in our arsenal, taking 600,000 test kits in March 2020 from Korea back to Johns Hopkins University, which is kind of like the, you know, chaos central, you know, for biowarfare. And... uh, and I said, none of this is FDA approved. It's all being done by behind the back of the president. It's being done, obviously, because they're, somebody's done some kind of massive experiment, and they're trying to secret these things back to Johns Hopkins. Well, what do they do? Um, three years later, they go out to a rented office park in Central California, Reedley, and they put a garden hose in. And they spread some chemicals out on the table, and they say, "This is where all the test kits were made. This is where all the phonyed up test kits were made." And the CIA's involved, the FBI's involved, DHS is involved. There was like twenty agencies, ATF, the IRS, everybody's involved in this thing. We we couldn't catch the uh, the Chinese operatives doing this with all these agencies involved. We couldn't catch them. They got away. Uh, but but trust us, uh, we're, we're on the case. You know, it's like well, how about the 600,000 kits that went right in front of our eyes under diplomatic immunity during the height of the crisis? I mean, wouldn't that be the thing you would want to focus on if you're FBI? I mean, literally, they had to fly over FBI headquarters to get to be <laughs> You know, I was like, hey, I wonder what that MQ-9 Reaper's doing flying over our heads. But, you know, it's this kind of thing, Dan, exactly as you're saying is they're going to feed you pablum lies to cover up what they're doing here the right hand always covers the left, and that's what they're doing. And what's great about citizen journalism is you get to, because we have the phones now, high-resolution phones, and the, and and we travel, we can show you the truth, and that's that's kind of incontrovertible evidence. Mm-hmm. When we show you the MQ-9 Reaper going into the hangar, it's like, well, uh, we better do a press release <laughs> and say we did a secret mission from Inchon uh, to BWI, right? And that's how that story was broken. So we I still think we're winning, mm-hmm. but I agree with you. If you believe what they have to say after their history over the last 75 years since World War II, you're just falling for it again.
1: Yeah, exactly. These are the same people that uh, covered up for, and obviously uh, the New York Times was part of that little deal, uh, covered up for Stalin's atrocities in Ukraine back in 1932-33 uh, in, in the Hall of Door uh, you know that's exactly what's been going on it's been almost uh, well it's gone on for well over 100 years but you're right the citizen journalists right now see I see tremendous hope because I'm sure you feel the same way for the first time in my lifetime and I I'm am I'm, I am 73 years old Uh, I see people finally starting to wake up a little bit and we've got a a fairly active group of people now that are saying, hey, this isn't what I've been told. Maybe I should be listening to somebody else besides uh, CNN and uh, NBC and CNBC and all these other groups that have been feeding me crap uh, and expecting me to believe it.
2: Yeah, it was in the case of the test kits. uh, Trump had just had a meeting with Larry Hogan, who was the head of the Republican Governors Association. And Trump, the last thing he said was, does anybody have anything to say or does anybody need anything that we haven't provided here in the meeting? And Larry Hogan was like, nope, everything's fine with me. (laughs) He turned right around and beelined it out to BWI, which is Baltimore's uh, and Washington's uh, airport, to meet Mm -hmm. the plane. Uh, And Trump knew that the plane was in flight and our guys, uh, I was a little bit further South in Maryland, but our guys were on the tarmac watching the MQ nine come in. Wow. And seeing it land. And so once that picture went out, it was like they had to kind of you know uh, so then Hogan tweeted out, yeah, we had a secret mission for 600,000 kids. Now to me, Dan, that is catching the hand in the cookie jar. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to see where the fake test kits came in to Johns Hopkins, I would be looking at secret flights going to Johns Hopkins, not to a garden hose in the middle of California. Right? But that thing got um I don't wanna say two million views mm-hmm. because they got it got just released to the to the press that does nothing other than eat the cookies. They go to these press releases and then the guy will stand up behind something with a seal on it, you know, some kind of lectern with a seal. And he'll say this and you'll say, and now here's your cookies. Mm-hmm. And these lap dogs will go right in there and they'll take whatever was said and then they'll change a couple of words and then they'll fax it or, I mean, take a picture of it now and convert it to text and then make it their own. And then they'll go over and get the cookies. Mm-hmm. And that's not being a reporter. That's being a lapdog. And citizen journalists don't do that. I went to Washington for five years to try to change it from the inside. I still travel a lot. But I said, this isn't going anywhere. You're kind of trying to punch the bubble from the inside. And the way to do it is get outside the bubble and get in the real world, get out of your grandmother's basement and get the real story. So it's, it's been uh, been uh, two years outside the bubble now, and it's been great.
1: Yeah, well, you're doing a great job. I have, to, I have to tell you, it's, uh, it's phenomenal what you've been doing. What do you think about, um, you know, because we're almost out of time, what do you think about Donald Trump and what's been going on in his life and the way they've tried to destroy Donald Trump? How do you see this whole thing shaking out before the election?
2: Well, really quick, I want to say it's not me, it's my researchers. I have great okay. researchers all around the world and I just get to be the front man, so it's all my researchers 100%. But the Donald Trump thing, I think he could go a long way to say, you know what? I was I had a gun to my head with the vaccine and I might have made some mistakes. And I think everyone in the United States on the right would go, "Well, okay. You know, he, you know, he said it was your your choice before, but now he's saying he might have made a mistake on that. I think people would forgive him, but 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 doubling down just ooh people don't want to get in behind him. Now I think he was set up. Uh, I, I I said the documents that I thought were put there. It was about an Iranian operation where through Iran they were going to try to vector students into the United States uh, that were sick, and they were going to come down from the Canadian border to try to uh, vector in. I think the plane was shot down on the first of. Uh, uh, the order was given at Mar-a-Lago and it shot down at the first of the year. They killed Soleimani not too far long after that. That's what they're, That's what this is all about. Um, I think everything else is trumped up as far as all the foundations and the rape and all this stuff. And I, I think the Democrats are hurting themselves by trying to push this during a political season. It looks so much like political targeting. I think they're actually hurting themselves. I don't think DeSantis is helping himself by hiding behind a tree. I think DeSantis needs to come out and say this is political attack, and I wouldn't stand for it for anybody. Uh, and, you know, I, I met with a friend who we're, were doing the uh, national network, national network, national shortwave radio, worldwide shortwave radio is coming. Stay tuned. But he said, what counts is what the great men do when everything's on the line and it's not in their interests, like Alfie Oaks did and said, well, here's you're going to lose all your food contract with the schools in naples florida with the seat to table he goes no i'm not i don't care i'm not going to make people wear masks in my store it's what the great people do when the chips are down i agree and and trump's one thing he could do is to really show what a great leader is is say hey i might have made a mistake on the vaccine
1: i couldn't agree more because that's the area where uh, true, everybody's going to accept the fact that uh, Trump allowed uh, some of Obama's appointees to hold over and stay in his administration. Big mistake, big tactical mistake. Uh, the fact that he got beat up by his own party, by the never Trumpers, big tactical mistake because he, he he's too busy chatting on uh, Facebook or Twitter instead of dealing with the big problem. And I couldn't agree with you more. The vaccine thing is going to be his Achilles he- heel if he doesn't admit to it and say, you know, that was stupid. I didn't realize what a little turd that Fauci was. And I didn't realize how these guys were trying to create the scenario that would bring me down. It was my mistake, and I'll learn from my mistakes. That would be the best thing he could ever do.
2: Yep, absolutely. And I think uh, everyone would forgive him, and I think his uh, crowds would triple. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, But, Dan, it's always fun. You know, I wanted to say I met you first at Red Pill, and I know you guys got Red Pill coming up. I won't be able to make it, but um, you guys are in Des Moines. Is that what I hear on the 12th and 13th?
1: We are. On the 12th and 13th, we're going to be in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, We don't know where the uh, red pill is going to be after that, but uh, we will be in Des Moines, Iowa at the uh, Holiday Inn uh, Airport, Holiday Inn and Convention Center in Des Moines, Iowa, and it's right next to the airport. So uh, it is so easy to get to this one. We need to get people to uh, sign up and be on board. And George, I know at some point you're going to be uh, you're going to be a speaker at a Red Pill Expo because, frankly, you're the best speaker I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I might be able to
2: Sunday night. I'll try to make it there, but I've got a commitment. But uh, I do want to say, not far after that, on the 16th and 17th uh, in Springfield, Missouri, uh, your good friend and mine. Um, Uh, mike lindell is having a big launch of what he calls hope and then action the execution the two day thing for ensuring election integrity i don't know what he's got up his sleeve but he's a pretty exciting entrepreneur like trump and he says he's got a solution to the fraud thing for elections so i want to give him uh, a lot of lead time and listen uh he he's asked me and a couple of other people to put out a uh, invitation at Lindell events uh, with the uh, promo code web W E B B Uh, you can get, I think it's a $20 book. Uh, I think that's Mike's book, but you get a, you get his book for free. If you sign up at Lindell events, I think that's with two L's one on the front two on the end. Um, And I, I I think this guy, I, I could see people taking their camper vans, going to red pill you know, for your event, and then just keep, just take a left and keep going to Springfield.
1: Exactly. It's not that far away. It's only, I'm going to say it's about uh, 300 miles, something like that. Yeah,
2: Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Very close,
1: very close. (laughs) Well, George, thank you again. You've been a great guest as always, and I look forward to the next time we get together. Please let's not make it uh so long next time. I kind of lost Agreed. track of you for a while. And <laughs> and you're so so much fun to interview, and you have such great information and uh just keep doing what you're doing. Tell Wendy hi and uh we'll see you uh maybe in Des Moines on Sunday. Yeah,
2: Sunday night. It'll be late. Okay. Thank okay. you, Dan. All hey, right. Keep Thank doing you, great George. stuff.
1: Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye bye. Alrighty, uh i'm sorry i'm running just a little bit late uh uh digga digga dan i want to turn the program over to you and uh thank our listeners for joining us for connecting the dots we had a great program today please uh support the uh patriot soapbox network support this network without the patriot soapbox network you will lose a lot of great programming so continue to support them continue to support connecting the from the lakes
0: of minnesota to the hills of tennessee Across the plains of Texas, oh, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, and New York to L.A., where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say.